0: Hi there and welcome to the latest episode of Capital Ideas. This is the podcast where members of the Democratic majority in the Washington State House of Representatives sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. My conversation today is with Representative Larry Springer and the idea we talked about was his creation, the House Democratic Caucus Business Roundtable. You'll hear all about it in a minute, but first this. Representative Springer works for the people of the 45th Legislative District, a King County district that comprises Duval and Woodinville and parts of Kirkland, Redmond and Sammamish. He's deputy majority leader of the House of Representatives, has been a member of that body since 2005, and for more than 30 years he's owned and operated a retail wine store in Kirkland. I was lucky to get a few minutes of Larry's time in mid-February, and here's how our conversation went. Welcome back to Capital Ideas, Representative Larry Springer. I think it's been about nine years since you were on here talking about the floating bridge, which is. <laughs> I think you're right. It's now a thing. And, uh, we're and it's moving,
1: still floating.
0: It's still floating, yeah. and it's, it's a very nice bridge. Yeah, it is. We're here to talk about now something that I think a lot of people don't know exists and would find interesting, which is the business roundtable. Can you talk a little bit about this? I know that it's something that basically was a brainchild of yours and seems to have really gotten some legs.
1: Yeah, thanks, Dan. As one of the few business owners in the legislature uh, and even one of the few business owners in my caucus, uh, it seemed like a logical nexus for me to Uh, In my role as Deputy Majority Leader, I reach out to the business community and try to be the conduit between the policies that are driven out by my caucus and the interests of the business community. One of the things that I try to emphasize is when you say business community, it's an undefinable term because the business community includes Microsoft, Boeing, and Joe's Plumbing. And so we have to be careful that we don't just lump them all together as one sort of monolithic creature. And so what I tried to do was bring a group of the business people together on a weekly basis and have them just share uh, what their concerns are around legislation. So we started it, gosh, at least five years ago. So we meet weekly for a half an hour, uh, middle of the day, and I facilitate it. Other representatives are welcome to come, and some do occasionally. And I listen to their questions and their concerns.
0: Now, as I understand it, I guess there are sort of two areas of of conversation. One would be just things that the business representatives who come to these meetings would like to see in the state law or out of the state law. And also actual bills that are now before the legislature so that they can comment on these and, and give you some feedback.
1: Right. You can sort of bifurcate the conversation, I think, into two parts. One is the questions they ask of of me and and the other representatives that are there in terms of how's the session going, what's the budget look like, are we going to get out on time, all of those sort of process questions that are of general interest to everyone. But the real value in these meetings is when the individual lobbyist that represents a, a business interest Uh, whether it's the Boeing lobbyist or the teacher's lobbyist or Joe's Plumbing, they will share with me what legislation is before the legislature that concerns them. Generally speaking, they will share the problems they are having with certain bills, why they are against a certain bill or why a bill or a portion of a bill is problematic. And the purpose of this, it's, it's kind of like an early warning system. It's by way of letting me know, and therefore our leadership team know, what are some of the inherent problems that some of the legislation being proposed actually has, Uh, so we can get out in front of it. It's always too late to fix the problem when it's about to go to the floor, so we want to get an early uh, indication from the business community what's of concern to them so we can deal with that in committee.
0: So this is kind of a way to head off unintended consequences. and also
1: unintended opposition that's really one of the major keys if you can identify what the concerns are early enough then you can fix them Uh, and then the bill has much clearer saline much easier on the floor it's not always possible sometimes you just can't fix it to suit everybody but what uh, i think the business community really appreciates is the opportunity for them to be heard where do you have
0: these meetings is there really a round table
1: no it's a um, it's more like church in that uh, they sit out in all the chairs in the room, and I sit up at the table, and and uh, reminds me of my teaching days. Um, although I do mostly listening and not teaching at this point, but it's very informal, and different people come each week. It's not always the same lobbyists. There, you know, there's probably a, a dozen or so that are regulars, but others come and go as issues come up for them. So once this meeting has
0: concluded, I know that uh, someone takes notes right. and and makes sure to disseminate
1: some of this information where does it go? We try really hard to each comment that is shared with us by one of the business representatives. They are asked to identify themselves and who they are representing when they are about to make their comment or concern or or ask a question because we want to attribute the feedback we're getting to the right people. My legislative assistant, Hannah Howell, is in charge of literally just taking minutes. Those meetings occur on Tuesday, usually by Thursday. We try to have them, uh, all those minutes written up, and then we send it out to the listserv of people who generally come to these meetings and ask them, are we accurate? Did we get the right name with the right comment? Did we represent your comment correctly? Uh, And if we don't get any feedback, then we assume we did. And then on Friday, those minutes are sent out not only to all of the business lobbyists, and business interests, but also to my caucus. All my caucus members get it. And the feedback there has has been pretty good this year. Apparently they are actually looking at them, and that's a good thing.
0: I would think that would be handy. Each of these bills gets discussed. The sponsor of that bill is listed there, and I would think that if I'm sponsoring a bill and there is a legitimate concern with a portion of the bill right. that would be really handy for me to know at this point.
1: Yeah, I think the feedback that I, I receive from my caucus members, the most valuable is generally from either the chair of the committee that, where the bill is going to be heard or the sponsor, and they appreciate, you know, sort of getting the heads up that I've got a problem here with a particular interest group, and that's just uh, important for them to have. So, here's just a process question. This
0: yeah. is, I think, we four, maybe week five of the 15-week session. How long will these continue? Is this something that at some point, like after a dozen weeks, will kind of peter out because pretty much it's a done deal by then? Yeah, the
1: they will go on. They take a, a bit of a break once our policy cutoff is over. There's a, There's kind of a week or so while we're just working on fiscal bills, budget bills. And there's not much to do there. So sometimes we may end up canceling a meeting during that week. But then the week after that, all the Senate bills have now come to the House and we just start all over again. So it's like the first week of session all over again, just with a different set of bills. So we go through the exact same procedure, exact same conversations we had, just for talking about a different set of bills. And then as we get down toward the middle to the end of April, where we're just basically on the floor doing budgets, then there's a little less of that meeting going on.
0: Now, one question I often ask a a legislator talking about a particular policy is, where are the other states on this? And in this case, I want to ask you, do you know if any of the other caucuses have anything that is similar to your business roundtable?
1: I know that in the Senate, the Democratic caucus meets with uh, labor, we do too we have uh, members here i think primarily pat sullivan the majority leader has a weekly meeting with labor representatives. Because so much of what we do here where the inherent conflicts often arise are between the interests of the business community or the corporate or the private sector and the public sector or labor groups. It's just inherent. And so we make a point of trying to meet with those groups on a regular basis to get their input. And it actually has worked out such that we're able to connect business and labor, for example, on the same bill and tell them, you guys need to talk to each other here and then come back and uh, see if we can find a solution.
0: So, I would think that'd be really helpful.
1: It is. The The uh, legislators don't really relish the idea of being the arbiter between two conflicting points of view. So we're always interested in making sure the conflicting points of view go work it out before they get to us. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think
0: probably because of the Business Roundtable, it works more often than it doesn't. And I know your time is limited. I appreciate you stopping by here to talk to people that listen to Capital Ideas and let them know this is a really capital idea.
1: Well, thanks very much.
0: Well, that's it for today. And I'll bet there were some things there that you didn't know. If you feel like you got something worthwhile out of the last few minutes, why not subscribe to Capital Ideas on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. This is your state government, and what happens here matters. The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you and for everyone. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats, putting people first since 1889. Thank you for listening.